all of these different countries and just to be able to come together over something like film where we all have this huge passion and you have to have passion too to make a film in 48 hours. Welcome to Wander by Proxy, a podcast featuring women's travel stories that connect them more to themselves and the world around them. I'm Leah Fallon, and today we have Taylor Mills, a drone pilot and filmmaker who went to a film festival in the Netherlands right before the coronavirus quickly started affecting everyone's travel plans, including mine. Here's Taylor. I've done video production like as long as I can remember. I've always loved it and have always grown up with traveling as well. So I did this, I participated in this worldwide event. It's actually the longest running and one of the biggest uh, short film competitions in the world, but it's called the 48-Hour Film Project. And it's basically where um, you can assemble a team. That's all you can do to start off. Like a prerequisite is you just have a team. And then Friday at 7 p.m., you get a prompt of what kind of genre of film you're supposed to have, a line you're supposed to use all these different things. And then within those 48 hours, you have to turn in a film that has been filmed, edited, written, basically everything by Sunday at 7 p.m. And there's 140 cities that do this around the world. And if you get best in film, they're your best film for the city that you're in, you get invited to this film festival in uh, Rotterdam. So this year it was in Rotterdam. I think a couple years ago it was in Paris. Um, So it kind of changes where it's at. But yeah, we were lucky enough to win the best film in Duluth. And then I was invited to join this other competition with every other best films in this competition. The winners, they were invited to do another 48. And then because of that, we got top 15, which got my invite to this. This Filmapalooza is what it's called. And it's just this five-day film festival um, just filmed with ever- filled with everyone's screening. So everyone who had won best film in their city, their film was shown. And then there's award ceremony for the last night. So people who had the best line or best score or best location, they, they won uh, for their certain, certain subjects. Wow, that sounds really cool. Where was everyone's minds at then? Yeah, so it was March 3rd to March 7th. And honestly, it really wasn't, I mean, I'm, people were thinking about it, and I did meet a couple people. One of my friends from L.A. who had met out there, he was actually considering not even going to it because he was just so freaked out by it, but ended up going. And at that point, people were still shaking hands, and still we had these huge like dancing events. Mostly every night we had like karaoke, so everyone was really in confined areas, and no one really had a second thought about it. Of course, when it ended, things kind of hit pretty heavy so people were definitely double thinking after the fact but during it no one really seemed too concerned which was kind of surprising yeah no kidding because i think south by southwest was canceled on the 6th and i was significantly bummed and then by that monday like three days later it was like okay well obviously when we wouldn't go things were moving that quickly if it was the weekend after you know if it was the weekend after march 3rd to the 7th it would have without a doubt been canceled because yeah it was just a hundred and I think yeah 130 or 140 cities from all over the world that were invited out so it's a lot of people I think it was around 350 people that actually ended up coming out but yeah it was no regrets (laughs) I can say that because I tested negative too but yeah no regrets on my end absolutely wow okay and then did you travel afterward 
Yeah. So we actually got into Europe. I left for it February 26th. So we were in Amsterdam. We landed there because it's, I'm sure, as you know, it's cheaper to buy um, a two-way or a, a round trip instead of just a single ticket. So we landed in Amsterdam, left Amsterdam as well. But I landed at about 8 a.m. on February 27th in Amsterdam. And then we kind of spent the day there. And then the next day we went to London for about four days. And then so we returned to the Netherlands on March 3rd. And then we just went straight to the festival. We're there to the 7th. And then I was in Amsterdam again for about two days. And then I had a 24-hour layover in Ireland. That sounds awesome. It's (laughs) jam-packed. Okay. And you mentioned to me a little bit about traveling with your best friend and dating while traveling, which sounds like a really interesting topic. What can you tell me about this? Yeah. So um, I was traveling with my best friend, Sam Brodsky. He's a very talented filmmaker. Um, and we have been really good friends for the last couple of years and we're both single. And we realized pretty early on that anyone that would see us from the outside would assume we're dating. We had this, this kind of code sentence where it's like, if he saw, you know, like an attractive girl, or if I saw one that I thought he might be into, I would just say, hey, did dad text you? And then vice versa, if he saw, if I saw a cute guy or, you know, he saw one that he thought I'd be into, he would just say, oh, did mom text you? And it was just like, I mean, the perfect coword, because then, of course, people would be like, oh, they're brother and sister. And then at the same time, it was like, oh, I should probably look around because <laughs> there's someone cute by us, obviously. So that's a good tip for anyone. If you were traveling with a friend of the opposite sex, that's, that was kind of our workaround. And we realized that pretty early on. So by the time that we landed in Amsterdam, we had already our established code sentence of what to say. So that was pretty great. But yeah, no, I, we're super comfortable with each other. It was, it was awesome being able to just go to these different places. And he was a huge help too, when my whole phone incident happened. So that was, that was good. What happened with the phone? So I was, um, we had a, about an hour and a half layover in Dublin. So I was on my way from Minneapolis to Dublin and I was sleeping. I was in the middle of a nap and I woke up and kind of wobbled to the, to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. And I managed to drop my phone in the airplane toilet. And without even thinking, I just stuck my hand in this very blue water. And if I was ever to get COVID, I think it would have been from that, but I grabbed it and I was like, Oh, Oh no. What, what have I done? I went back to, to my seat and I mean, it was just ruined. I'm sure if it was water, it would have been another case, but I think the chemicals in the toilet just corroded it immediately. And um, Sam wasn't even sitting by me. So I walk off the plane and there's now this video of me um, just like with my hand on my head, like, what have I done? And so we landed um, for that hour and a half and we had found this Apple store in Amsterdam. We went there and then luckily got an iPhone 11 for the time being. <laughs> That is yeah. scarring. Airplane bathrooms are the worst. Yep. <laughs> yep. And your hand was in there. That sounds, again, like travel mishaps. Mm-hmm. What can possibly go wrong? A lot of yeah. things. So you mm-hmm. mentioned you were going on dates. What is your experience with dating while traveling? Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's such an amazing way to meet people. So I had Bumble. I'm kind of a, that's like kind of my my mode of online dating. But I had heard once we landed in London that Hinge is really big in the UK. So both me and him downloaded it and we're like, all right, let's let's start swiping. And no, it was great. We It was actually really funny. I think it was our second night in London. And I had matched with this guy who was really nice. And he agreed to meet both me and Sam out at this bar. 
he had suggested this bar that was close to our hotel and we went out and it was just a great time and at first I think he was kind of like what what is this <laughs> what's going on but within a couple minutes he's like oh they're obviously just best friends and this is just like a very funny scenario so yeah that happened and it was it was just a really funny situation but yeah it was surprisingly not that difficult and I know for Sam too like he he thought the girls in London were just beautiful and I've always loved accents too so that was that was part of it (laughs) definitely and then we um, were in Rotterdam and we got to meet some really cool people from our festival that we got to hang out with and then going back to Amsterdam that was fun as well I know like Dutch guys they're all super tall I realized their average height is six feet a lot of them actually sound American, which is kind of interesting because they've watched so many American movies and TV shows growing up. So that was interesting. And then in Ireland as well, I was just there by myself. Sam was still in Amsterdam, but I used Hinge there and met up this, with this really nice guy. We have a Guinness. And um, yeah, it was just cool to, to listen to an Irish accent as well. What did you do in Ireland? I was, since I was only there for such a short while, I had a kebab and then I had a nap until about 9 p.m. because I'd been traveling and just, you know, averaging probably four hours a night the entire two weeks that I was out. But woke up and then went out with this one guy. And then the next morning I droned sunrise because I tried to drown in every place that I was at because I just love, love the views, especially during sunrise. It's just so beautiful career-wise from this from this festival i know in the u.s the amount of females in the film industry are pretty underrepresented and so i was kind of curious to see at an international film festival what that would be like and i was really happy to see that there was a lot of team leads that had females and a lot of crew that there were female in it which is is awesome so i think that was a really cool aspect career-wise also really just amazing being able to network i met people from australia and toronto and all of these different countries and just to be able to come together over something like film where we all have this huge passion and you have to have passion to to make a film in 48 hours you can't really do that without a want to do it so to be able to meet people from all over who share the same passion was really cool and I know for with this whole COVID situation it was really interesting to have a layover in Dublin both when we arrived and when we left because when we arrived Everything was totally normal. People weren't really talking about it that much. But when I had went back on the 11th of March, water fountains, there was now like, they were closed off. So water fountains weren't available for the public anymore. And on every terminal, there was a sign that said, hey, if you had questions about COVID and anything about it, there's now booths dedicated. There's now a booth that you can go to and have your questions answered. And that was completely non-existent two weeks before. And there was something about being away too, because I kept getting updates from my mom of like, hey, things are getting really serious here. And I could kind of see a couple things on the news, but at the same time, you're removed from it because you're not in the US. So like coming back, it was just like, oh man, this is, this is hit really heavy. And working in a hospital setting too, it was like, this had became so much more serious than I had realized. Wow. Yeah. So what then happened when you got back to the US? So I had, so I arrived on Wednesday at about 6.30 p.m. I had gotten into my house and then two or so hours later, that's when Trump had talked about Europe and it's the, how there wasn't going to be flights anymore or something along the lines. And luckily after the fact we had heard, you know, Americans were safe and they could still come back. But in that brief moment, I got so many messages from my friends being like, hey, I don't know if you're back yet, but if you aren't, you need to be (laughs) immediately because it sounds like you can't come back. 
in a very short amount of time. And so I was like, no, luckily I'm back. And so after that, I had messaged my manager and was like, hey, obviously I'm not going to be going onto patients' floors because I work at a TV studio inside of the children's hospital. And part of our job is to go tell the patients about our shows so they can participate, call in or come down to the studio. And so I told her, I know I'm not going to be doing that for the next two weeks, but am I even okay to come in? Because at this point, it's everything seems pretty up in the air. And on Wednesday at that time, she was like, what they've told us so far is to contact me, your, your manager, and that's what I did. And she said, you can come in on Thursday and just let uh, Children's Health Department know that you're okay. If you're you know, feeling any symptoms, obviously don't come in. But if you're feeling okay, at this point, it's okay to come in. And so I came in on Thursday and I called them and they're like, all right, as long as you're good, you don't have a fever, you know, test yourself twice a day, make sure you're good. And then obviously just don't interact with patients. So it's like, okay, cool. Sounds good. And so Friday, I came in the next day, and I had sneezed at like 12.30 p.m. right before lunch. And me just being hypervigilant, I called them and I was like, hey, I know this, this is probably too much or whatever, but I just want to let you know I sneezed and I'm feeling fine. I don't have a fever. I tested myself and I'm okay, but I just wanted to let you know. And they're like, actually, it's a really good thing you called because from today or from yesterday um, till today, the Netherlands turned into a level three. So we're going to have to ask you to grab a mask from the front and then leave immediately. And I was like, okay, sure, sure. That sounds good. You know, just completely caught off guard. And from then they were kind of like, all right, you now have to work from home for the next two weeks, which I was, you know, totally fine with doing. Obviously the patient's health is the most important part, but I've now been working home since. So that's kind of how that turned, turned into that. Wow. Okay. Wow. Very quick. What's your connection to Duluth? I actually, it was just them. They had, they had connections there. I think they had a cabin out there. So they filmed something. It was actually Duluth's first year doing this competition. Cool. Oh, that's awesome. I went to UMD in Duluth and lived there for quite some time afterwards. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Duluth is beautiful too. And it was actually, it was really funny too. The Australians that we befriended, they actually approached us. I think it was the second day we were there. And it's because he saw Duluth on my name tag. And he was like, oh, Duluth, that's like Fargo, right? The, you know, the movie Fargo. And I was like, yeah, no, you got it. That's awesome. And he was like, Honestly, I'm pretty disappointed by your accent. <laughs> he was hoping it was going to be stronger. And I was like, yeah, I can fake it. I'll, I'll fake it for you. <laughs> I feel like Minnesotans need to travel more just to debunk the whole accent exactly. myth. Exactly. Yeah. The irony, too, of Fargo actually being in North Dakota. It's always fun to burst the bubbles for <laughs> people who don't know that. Uh, yeah. 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 Just ruined Minnesota. <laughs> we still have Prince and I think that's what matters. <laughs> it is what matters. Yes. You go to any bar and you say you're from Minnesota and everyone just lights up about Prince. And I know. Fantastic yeah. community. The unifier. I love it. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Wander by Proxy. If you're listening to this as it's coming out and you're doing some social distancing, I hope you got a little bit of your travel fix covered today. Make sure to subscribe and rate and catch the next episode on April 8th.